Welcome to Data Driven Recruiting. In this podcast, we talk about strategies and techniques for leveraging objective talent data to improve hiring processes. Welcome back to Data Driven Recruiting. My name is Sophia Beck, and I'm joined by my co host, Tigran Soyan. Hey, Sophia. So, we're, today we're talking about the four step formula to incorporate data driven recruiting into your entire recruiting process. Yeah, this is really exciting because it really helps our audience to really being able to implement this in their daily work. So exactly from the very beginning. So uh, at the top of the funnel, of course, it's about like engaging, right? If you've got nobody to recruit, mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody in your funnel. So like, how do you even get people in your funnel? There is kind of like two key ways. It's kind of similar to sales where there's like inbound and outbound, right? So it's right. very similar in recruiting where you've got the what salespeople call marketing, right? Which mm-hmm. is like going essentially casting a wide net and hoping that like people will come to you instead of you actively recruiting them. Yeah. Uh, you know, without their be, employer brand. Exactly, yeah. right? It could be in many different shapes. It could be like posting jobs. It could be uh, just having like a great reviews. It could be you know publishing videos that talk about how great of a team and a culture you're building. Right. So kind of just broadcasting out like that you're hiring and you have a great company and trying to attract as many people as possible. That's Mm -hmm. kind of the cast the wide net and see what you catch approach. And then the reverse approach is basically just targeting one by one Mm -hmm. or like salespeople also sometimes call it spears versus nets, right? Right. So like go with the, okay, I'm going to reach out specifically to this person and try to uh, pitch them my company and like get them interested in talking to us. Right. Now, the key about how you become more data-driven about this is like which ones are working, which ones are not. So mm-hmm. like, for example, if you posted a job, how many applicants did you get from that job? Mm-hmm. Uh, how many of those actually uh, converted to like candidates that are you're interviewing, right? So, right. or the other way around, like let's say you've hired sourcers and who are actively reaching out to candidates, how many responses are they getting? Mm-hmm. how many of those actually enter the funnel and become candidates. Right. So like measuring both sides of your engagement funnel uh, uh-huh. to see you know how much traction you're getting on the outbound side and how much traction you're getting on the inbound side right. and which of those are translating into qualified candidates. Yeah, and sometimes it's not mutually exclusive, right? Like you once you tap out of uh, one channel that's mm-hmm. like high ROI, then you have to kind of move to the next one. but understanding what channels are doing what for you right. and being able to actually create a strategy to implement both channels, I think is the important part. Exactly, yeah. right. So like how well are you engaging talent and which channels are working, which channels are not. Right. Yeah. Uh, then you move one step lower, which is once you've got somebody engaged, interested in working mm-hmm. uh, with you uh, in your company, it becomes the evaluation step. We talk about this a lot that like, evaluation step cannot be left for too late in the process. Right. You gotta start early (laughs) and start often. Exactly. (laughs) And you can't use just resumes to do evaluation. So when we say evaluate, it Mm -hmm. shouldn't be like look at resumes and say like, okay, good, not good, good, not good, right? Evaluation should be about uh, accurately measuring ability and measuring talent to understand uh, who has the skills and abilities and the potential necessary to succeed at the job and who does not. Right. And then I guess to be able to do that, you know, having the 
the conversation with the hiring manager regarding mm-hmm. what exactly is the ideal candidate and skill set, right. and then figuring out what's the best way to measure those. Exactly, and ideally focusing on the skill set, not on the proxies, right? Because right. a lot of the times the conversation with the hiring manager turns into a list of proxies. Yeah, like this like, many years of experience. Or is, this school, yeah. this many years of experience, or this list of companies, right? right Those are right. like old proxies. Uh, it should be more about, okay, so here's the job. Right. Here's the skill set necessary to perform the job. Here's mm-hmm. the level of the skills I expect uh, from someone yeah. to be able to like do the job. And then you build an assessment that's mm-hmm. tied to that. And not, not just one, right? So like one assessment that goes at the top of the funnel to evaluate like the baseline, kind mm-hmm. of like who is even qualified to get into like deeper conversations with. Yeah. Next becomes kind of, let's say, your interviews, right? When you're interviewing somebody, what kind of questions are your interviewers asking? And are they targeted at those specific skills mm-hmm. to be able to evaluate? And then even all the way down to on site, like what are the evaluation steps that we're taking? And are they clearly tied to the job that mm-hmm. we're hiring for? Yeah, and then the benefits are, I mean, like there are many, but the two clear ones we mentioned, and you talked about it more, uh, devs, you know, making sure that you are removing and not, you know, reducing to the maximum the bias that you're bringing to the interview process as right. well as you know the efficiency that you gain by you know actually getting to talk to the qualified candidates from exactly. the beginning instead of waiting until the last minute right? exactly. yeah okay uh, so moving on mm-hmm. well now you have engaged uh, a lot of candidates mm-hmm. you've evaluated who are a good fit for your uh, particular, job. particular job now it's time to close them so mm-hmm. I think this is a place where at companies a lot of times don't measure enough like how what percentage are we closing and how do those like roll back to the specific sources we mm-hmm. brought these candidates from right. and why is our close rate not really good because yeah. the reasons usually your cl- close rate is not going to be really good is not that you don't have good closing skills mm-hmm. is that well maybe you weren't like focused on the right candidates like we talked about on the last episode that if all you're doing is pedigree based recruiting if you're just hunting for those like shiny looking resumes all the mm-hmm. time, obviously you're up against a massive competition right. when it comes to, yeah. exactly, <laughs> when it comes to yeah. closing those offers, like a lot of the times that's kind of where mm-hmm. uh, it's failing. Yeah. So, you know, being able to measure to say like, okay, maybe we'll close more referrals, maybe we'll close more candidates that we've done more of like an objective evaluation instead of basing it on pedigree. Maybe we we'll close more candidates from this specific uh, skill set or experience level. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way you can actually double down, kind of roll back into your process and double down and doing more of that right. because ultimately you close more hires. Yeah. So that. instead of well, just saying, hey, like our close rate as a whole is terrible, right. you can dissect it. Right. And in order to dissect it, you need to collect those data. Yeah. Yeah. It's know, usually a deeper problem, right? right? Like sure, you can have like better closing recruiters or worse mm-hmm. closing recruiters, but at the end of the day, it tends to be a deeper problem than like you don't have a good closer or right. you do. Like you did like the the sources you are using or uh, the type of candidates you're bringing in yep. could be also cause. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Well, then all of that doesn't matter unless you can actually hire people who you know push the company forward, become highly performing team members and employees. Mm-hmm. So the fourth step of the formula is to analyze how have people performed on the job after all of this process, right? Because at the end of the day, if you end up hiring people who leave after a month, who mm-hmm. aren't happy, right. who don't kind of 
can't actually do the job, the, the, the job that you kind of expected them to do. All of this was for nothing. And right. I think a lot of the times this also just falls apart because now that the recruiting job is done, it kind of you throw it over the fence and now it's like HR's problem. Yeah, uh, like it's a retention problem, not retention the acquisition problem, problem which exactly. is also a very classic debate in the marketing, right? right. Like, okay, well, I acquired every every living body right. or eyeballs, <laughs> and it's your problem whether they are good customers or not, exactly. right? Yeah. So I we mean, need to make sure that they are, you know, clearly tied back to how we are recruiting people, yeah. not just, you know, just the number of people you hire. Right. right, because it's a cycle. It's not really like a like a funnel or a flow, it's a cycle, right? Like right. you like all of the learnings from sort of like, okay, we brought in, engaged this candidate, we evaluated them in this way, mm -hmm. we closed this percentage of them, and then this is how they've done on the job. Right. Uh, this is how long they've stayed, this is how they've done on the job. All of that feeds back into that whole cycle of like, so what have we learned? Mm -hmm. How can we do this better all steps of the way? Maybe we need to change our evaluation approach, because like, the people we hired didn't really have the skills that we expected them to have, which means that, well, maybe something is wrong with our evaluation. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, you know, we're not hiring enough people or we're not able to meet our goals, so maybe we're not engaging enough people. So we should start kind of like doubling down on certain ways to engage more candidates into the process. So it's all a cycle that keeps fitting into itself. Right. And you can make that cycle better and better mm -hmm. the more you sort of uh, follow four steps and try to improve it yeah well thank you so much for uh your insights today and for more tips and insights on data-driven recruiting please visit ddr.codesignal.com